Are you here? Well, if you're here, we're thrilled and honored and proud to welcome you to another episode of The Paul Leslie Hour. Now, this interview with musician O'Teal Burbridge aired on the radio back in the days of radio. You remember? Yeah, around 2005, eons ago. And ever since, it's been sitting around on tape just waiting to get out into the world, and we're excited about it. O'Teal Burbage is a multi-instrumentalist, mostly known for his phenomenal bass playing. O'Teal's worked with some great acts on stage and in the studio. He's well known as a member of the Allman Brothers Band from 1997 to 2014. O'Teal was also a founding member of Dead and Company, the Tadishi Trucks Band and the Aquarium Rescue Unit. He's worked with everyone from Colonel Bruce Hampton to Derek Trucks. And when the interview went down with O'Teal Burbridge, he was performing with his band, O'Teal and the Peacemakers. Your host, Paul, was way into the three albums from O'Teal and the Peacemakers and was thrilled to sit down with O.T. Oh, folks, gotta tell you, Dead and Company with today's guest, O'Teal Burbridge, will be headlining the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival this year. Uh-huh. You're going to want to be there May 6th. Get your tickets at nojazzfest.com. That's no, N-O, New Orleans, nojazzfest.com. Let's spell it. N-O-J-A-Z-Z-F-E-S-T dot com. Nojazzfest dot com. Real quick, subscribe to the Paul Leslie Hour on YouTube. It'll help you keep apprised of more interviews just like this. Now, let's take you to that evening in Athens, Georgia, when Paul sat down for a laid-back heartfelt, and at times humorous conversation with O'Teal Burbridge. Happy listening, everyone. Welcome to O'Teal Burbridge. How you doing, O'Teal? Great. How are you doing? Doing well. A pleasure to do this with you. Um, you do a lot of things, actually. You have the O'Teal and the Peacemakers, and uh, you also perform with the Allman Brothers Band. Um, what do most people think, like the Brothers fans, when they go and see uh, O'Teal and the Peacemakers perform? Um, I think they're kind of surprised, but most of them don't think anything because they're not there. <laughs> 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 or else we'd be playing Lakewood Amphitheater. <laughs> <laughs> but the the fans that do come, um, I think, are especially lately, I've been talking to some, uh, a lot of the, Almond Brothers fans that have drove, you know, they've drove long distances to see us or whatever, and they're really kind of surprised. They're like, they didn't really know what to expect, and uh, it's so different from the Almond Brothers, but yet it still has a lot of things in common with it, and they, uh, they're just really into it. They certainly come back and see us again. And I noticed uh, in the album. There's lots and lots of uh, biblical and spiritual references on there. Yeah. More so than you'd ever expect. 
Uh, tell us about that. Well, I mean, I don't know why people would be surprised by it or not expect it. You know, I think it's really just because it's Christianity. Like, nobody thinks it's a big deal that Bob Marley writes, you know, 95% of his songs about Ja and that particular take on religion. And uh, it's just a part of his life, you know. And so when you write about your life, whatever's in your life, that's what it is. And for us, you know, God's a part of our life. Jesus is a part of our life. You know, we're not saints and we're not perfect. And, you know, I'm certainly no Mother Teresa. But, you know, Jesus is what gets me through the day. Good and bad. Good and bad days, you know. So that's what we talk about <laughs> and one of the songs uh i really liked was rooster um tell me my personal favorite yeah well tell me about rooster well, rooster's funny um there's a friend of mine named eddie castillo that i used to play in a top 40 cover band with well he wasn't in that band but we were best friends i was like 19 years old and <clears throat> living in virginia beach He's now um, in Michigan, and uh, so when the Allman Brothers would go through there, you know, I'm 41 years old now, so this is a long time ago that me and Eddie were best friends. But we went through there, and me and him uh, sat in his basement, and we're just jamming. And I actually have the very first second of the creation of rooster on my little digital four track because Eddie just started that drum beat, that little intro and we hit it. It was not pre-planned, uh, pre-planned at all. And it just came out almost fully formed and it was just bass and drums. And I added like guitar parts on it later. And, uh, it's just amazing when that happens. It's not often. And then I gave it to Paul and, you know, he put some lyrics on it, and uh, we just started doing it as one of my favorite tunes. <clears throat> and there's another one called Silverback that, first of all, the whole album is great. But uh, the Silverback, I like that one too. Yeah. And, and tell, tell me about that one. Well, Paul wrote that one. That was completely him. Uh, no one else in the band had anything to do with it. He did it... Uh, I think on this little keyboard that he has at home and uh, he called me up and said, man, I got this great tune that I wrote and uh, he played it for me and it was just complete. I mean, it was finished. It was perfect just as it was. I mean, there's probably been some little things that have changed on it since we started doing it, but probably not much now that I think about it. I think it's almost exactly the way he first wrote it and uh he's just been growing as a songwriter himself and uh it's amazing the stuff that he's turned out he wrote um pull together like that that was completely finished when he brought it to us and uh no more doubt and uh usually paul and i have written together <coughs> but he's been doing a lot more stuff just on his own and it's really been amazing and your brother, Kofi Burbridge, uh, is also a musician. So I was wondering, uh, 
Was your house somewhat of a musical house? <laughs> yeah. You, you'd say so? We grew up in the hood, you know, so my parents had a lot of instruments around to keep us off the street. There was a harp in my house, violins, all kinds of percussion from Africa to Indonesia. Uh, we had a trumpet. Um, I had a bass clarinet. Obviously, we all played piano. Um, Kofi played flute. There was a sax in the house for a little while, which I played when I was doing bass clarinet. Um, just tons of African percussion and stuff. So we, there was a lot of instruments around the house always. And my dad and mom <coughs> were fanatic, just music listeners and really into the history of it. And, uh, they're both from New York, from the Bronx, so we grew up hearing a lot of jazz and, uh, you know, a little gospel, a little blues, lots of classical music, a little bit of Indian classical stuff. Uh, my dad was into music from all over the world, really. He, uh, Colonel Bruce was amazed at some of the stuff like Christoph Pendereski, which he thought I never would have heard of, and I've my dad turned me on to it when I was like 14, you know? So there's, yeah, we definitely had a music filled house. <laughs> I mean, I started playing when I was five. So it's been around since the beginning. So when you're playing with the brothers and that's the, the Allman brothers, have the Allman brothers had an effect on what kind of music you listen to? Yeah, actually, believe it or not, uh, you know, when I met, growing up, I knew a lot about jazz from my parents, and I knew a fair amount about classical music. And But when I met Colonel Bruce, that's when I really started learning more about, like, Delta Blues and Bluegrass and, and uh, more of the blues tradition that my dad really wasn't as into as wasn't into as much. And uh, then after getting with the Almond Brothers after that, I started learning more about like old soul music because that's what Greg was really into, you know. And uh, so then I started, you know, I learned so much from Greg and Butch and Jamo about that stuff that I didn't really have as a kid because we were more into jazz. I mean, we were into Otis Redding and stuff like that. I mean, I remember hearing that growing up, but not like the stuff that the Allman Brothers are into. They're just so steeped in it. So it's been, uh, yeah, it has affected what I've listened to. Getting to meet and play with uh, Little Milton was just, God, just unbelievable you know and i get interviewed all the time and everybody's asking me like you know what's it like to play with trey and what's it like to play with warren and it's nothing against them they're great guys and i've had fun playing with them but i'm like what about little milton man <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. that's the shit you know this like this guy is influenced you know i mean that's little milton is Greg Allman's favorite singer. Mm -hmm. That's why he's playing with us, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, his last gig that he did on this earth 
It's with us, and I have pictures of it from that. Wow, night. that's that's incredible. Yeah, that was heavy. Um, what do you normally listen to? Oh man, old stuff, man. You know, I uh, I'm really into old blues, and when I say old blues, I mean like country blues, like John Lee Hooker with no band. Uh, you know. And some a lot of the electric stuff too. I mean, I love Muddy and and uh, Howlin' Wolf and Freddie King and you know all the stuff that you know came after the old folk blues stuff. And uh, I love old bluegrass. There's very few. There's some really great modern bluegrass stuff out there. Like I love Del McCurry and I love Allison Krauss. But that old stuff, man, the Bill Monroe, the uh, Ralph Stanley, you know, the Clinch Mountain Boys, all that, that, that old stuff is just amazing. The really, the old jazz stuff from Charlie Christian and Basie and Duke Ellington up through, you know, late 60s miles, early 70s miles. <coughs> old funk stuff from the meters, James Brown, you know. Um, all the Muscle Shoals stuff. I, I mean, really, when you think about it, most of the stuff that I love is Southern. Mm-hmm. You know, it came out of Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas. You know, it's a, just the roots of American music, which is country, bluegrass, blues, jazz, funk. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which gave birth to rock. You know, I love George Jones. Yeah. I'm going through a heavy George Jones, Willie Nelson phase right now, <laughs> and uh, you know, love. Derek's turned me onto, and Jeff Sipe from the Aquarium Rescue you know, turned me onto a lot of classical Indian stuff. Mm-hmm. Ali Akbar Khan and Zakir Hussein, and. Uh, I mean, my dad had a lot of Ravi Shankar and Alaraka, who I think is Zakir's dad. And but that you know, they really helped me get. They exposed me to a lot more stuff than I was exposed to before. The Kowali singers, the Sufi uh, music, you know, like uh, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan and Abida Parveen, and all that stuff. They turned me on to, and uh, I've been getting a lot more into classical music. Lately, you know, Brahms, Tchaikovsky, but I mean, just all kinds of stuff, everything. Yeah. There's a lot of music in this world, and I like all of it that's good, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, what gave you the idea to uh, do a rendition of the doxology on your album? Well, I, um, I did this version of Amazing Grace on, uh, Rising Low, that uh, DVD that uh, that was a tribute to Alan Woody, and um, I've always just had in my head to take uh, religious songs and reharmonize them with like jazz harmony or whatever you want to call it, just more extended altered harmony. And uh, doxology is something we sing every Sunday in church. So 
I had that melody floating. Da, 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 da. And, you know, all melodies, in my mind, suggest other chord changes that could go underneath them. So the idea is that, you know, someone wouldn't recognize it immediately, but then they would go, hey, that melody, where do I know it from? And then yeah. they would click and go, oh, that's doxology or oh, that's Amazing Grace or, you know, whatever. So that's just one of the things that I try to do. I actually worked that out as part of a soul, my bass hole that I was going to do for the Almond Brothers, but I, the fingerings are so difficult that I have to sit down to do it, so I never did it that much with mm-hmm. the Almond Brothers. I've done it a few times for sure with Almond Brothers, but on my record, I use a four-note voicing instead of a three-note voicing, which I did with the Almond Brothers, and you have to sit down to do that because the fingers just are like, come on, give me a break. <laughs> I have one last question, Otil. This, uh, this program goes out all over the world, so my question to you, Mr. Burbridge, is what would you like to say to the world? Wow. How much time do I have? <laughs> I would like to say uh, go buy a Ralph Stanley record, an Ali Akbar Khan record, a Bobby Blue Bland record, a Howlin' Wolf record, a Charlie Christian record, a Little Milton record, a George Jones record. Feed your mind, feed your spirit as much as you feed your body. And that Jesus is a lot cooler than people realize. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Burbridge. And you also want to buy an O'Deal and the Peacemakers yes, record. Yes, buy an O'Deal and the Peacemakers record. <laughs> buy two. Give the governor a harump. <laughs> <laughs> and you can check that out at otealburbridge.com. Right. Oh, one more thing. Go get Blazing Saddles and loosen up. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.